Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Lex Appeal. I'm your host, Lexi White, but you can call me Lex. If you're a loyal listener of Lex Appeal, welcome back. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for being here. If this is the first episode you're about to hear, please be sure to check out last week's episode first. It's called Mental Health, Relationship Expectations, and Leaving the Corporate World with Andy Peters and Giuseppe Minichino, as this is the second half of that interview. Like I mentioned last week, we chatted for just shy of two hours, so there is so much more incredible conversation coming for you this week, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. Before we dive in, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Alexis McRae White so you can stay in the know and participate in the follow-up episode that Andy Giuseppe and I are planning. Um, We'll speak about that towards the end of this episode. So let's dive in right where we left off last week. I know you've got some questions, though. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is a question. This is a general question for both of you, but I always, I found this the other day. I had screenshot it, like, a couple years ago, and I thought you would be two perfect people to try it out on. So you're both going to have to answer it so you can decide which one goes first. But tell me about a stranger that you will never forget, and you can't say Andy. <sighs> nice, because he's not a stranger anymore. Yeah, because I'm no longer a stranger now. Yeah, a stranger exactly. I never forget. Yeah, and you can take a you can take a few seconds. We can throw some Jeopardy music in here. I mean, I know her name. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I just had to say that. <laughs> totally kidding. Just for anyone just listening, jokes. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's all jokes on this oh, podcast. Oh man, strangers. Can they be like friends or family now? Yeah, I don't. I mean, not Andy though. Not Andy because he's oh, on the podcast. Man. That's cheating. Then. Somebody even just passing by that gave you a good compliment. Like, I don't like, it doesn't have to be anything profound, but yeah. I just like to see what people say. I'd probably say, oh, he's like family now. My buddy Juan. Okay. Um, met him through Andy, mm-hmm. complete stranger. But again, when the vibe's right, the vibe's right. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like me and you are exactly alike. Mm-hmm. It's almost scary. Yes. Yeah. Life situations, the right. way we act, the way we think, it's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he is definitely the, the stranger, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that obviously turned into family right. that is the most profound in my life. I'm, I mean, I could have named a bunch of them. Jeremy Atkinson, mm-hmm. Rudy, Cody, all like our inner circle. Yeah. They were all strangers. I met them through Andy online because of okay. trading. Yeah. That was the only reason I ever would have met them without right. Andy. I would have never met any oh, of them. Andy, you're just—he's the gatekeeper. I'm, I'm the connector. That's it. Someone's got to be. Andy's so, the gateway drug to all the cool people. That's right. it, and more. No. Yeah. Um, I I think for me, probably it was it was two strangers because they were collectively together, and it would have been my buddy Jeff and Brad. Okay. Um, because they were complete strangers uh, to me, didn't know them from Adam, mm. and now they've turned into family and business partners, and my life. 100%. I mean, 110% would not be where it's at today without them too. There's mm-hmm. no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, because my mental state before them was, you know, build my businesses, work. And I, I still had that entrepreneur type mentality. Right. But it was still, no matter what, entrepreneurs are still career minded people. Right. You still have a career no yeah, matter what. Absolutely. And, and it was more or less, they were, I saw how they were wanting to structure their life of no freedom. Yeah create stuff that makes money for you so you're not having to show up every day to do something Mm -hmm. and um we did just that so i mean shout out to you know brad and jeff because people they're they're family now i'm actually going to nashville to meet up with both of them tomorrow so yeah when i say strangers i mean strangers like never even met them in person yeah and i'm doing business deals with these guys that's crazy so and that's i think i think when you have people like that you know and and i think some of the the best interactions that you have that were with strangers like you both obviously you're talking about have become family and have become people that are you're like holy shit how did my life ever not include these Mm -hmm. people but it all started with one interaction one one of my best friends um there was a place called strip in atlanta and it was riding atlantic station um over like towards ikea Mm -hmm. and he went in there one night by himself just to grab a drink he's supposed to meet me and hannah and me and hannah couldn't make it weather was real bad so he goes in there sits at a bar and just starts talking to this girl that was just sitting there Literally, he's like, man, he called me afterwards. He's like, dude, the energy I got from this girl was unreal. It's like, did you get her number? He's like, no, that would have been awkward. Because she didn't offer it. Like, she didn't get off that type of vibe. But her energy was just crazy. 
never talked, never saw until about a year later. He was at the same restaurant. Shut up. She was there. And he, he literally, he told her, he called me. He's like, bro, I, I got her number. I think we're going to go out on another date. Oh. It's like, how'd you pull that? He's like, I looked at her and just hit a home run. It was like, I've been thinking about you for an entire year almost. Wow. And she's like, well, let's go out on a date. Here's my number. <laughs> you know? And the crazy thing was, she wasn't even from there. She was from Chicago. And she was flying in to see at her family. At the same exact time. Yeah. And Timing is everything. Dude, and it's crazy because, I mean, now they're married. They have like four really? kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's like, so crazy how the world works, so like you never know, even when they're a stranger. Like, if I would have never given Brad and Jeff a chance, literally, it could have been one phone call or one Zoom less. Mm-hmm. I would not be where I'm at today. That's so awesome. If you would have never booked your Zoom with a stranger. Never. Look at where your life would have been today. It's like, all. it literally is one action away mm-hmm. from everything. So that's when people are like, man, I just my dreams are so far fetched or yeah, I'm never really going not. to live. It's no. like, you don't understand. You're you could one be, decision away. You could be one turn down a street, one phone call, one zoom, one book an appointment from the life you ever dreamed mm-hmm. or the complete opposite. You yeah. could be one turn away from life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be one phone call. Uh, like you never know. So that's why I'm like, everything is so important that you do. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny that you say that because I have, actually a quote from your one of your Instagram captions and it said anything is like in this life is possible but only if you chase it like you have no other choice Mm -hmm. and I think that that's kind of in line with what you're saying like if you make a choice to have that zoom call or have that you have to tackle it with everything you have otherwise you're half-assing it and it's like what what the hell's the point and where that quote came from came from was actually a a big meeting that I was in Mm -hmm. there were about probably I'd say two three hundred people in it and we're sitting there talking, and it was the whole, you know, I'd ask everyone, how do you think you're ever going to live your dream? Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. What are you doing tomorrow that you're not doing today that's going to take you there? And I found that everyone in the room had no idea. It was literally, everyone was waiting on someone to knock on the door and say, Here's how you do it. Here's your <laughs> life. And it's like it doesn't. People want the handbook. Yeah, it's like it doesn't detail. happen that way. No. You have to make a conscious effort every single day, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health fitness, anything. Yeah. You've got to wake up tomorrow and do something different and better than what you did the previous day. Yeah. If you don't, you're continue going, you're going to continue to go backwards or stay the same. Mm-hmm. And that's how I saw in corporate America. People just think yeah. you're going to get a raise because you're a good employee yeah. or you're going to one day be the CEO. It's like, it doesn't happen that way. No, it doesn't. And I, um, Gee, I pulled something from your Instagram. Oh God! Oh, no, boy. it's how a, far back? It's probably no. a DJ Khaled quote. Y'all get ready. <laughs> DJ Khaled. I love um, it. No, this is. I mean, and you may have. I don't know if you wrote this or not, but it's something I tried to pull one from each of y'all's. But um, mm-hmm. yours is a little bit longer. But it said, "Do what makes you happy with the people who are good for your soul." I know we just talked about you know that, but it says. I truthfully believe that 99% of the population thinks that they're not meant for greater success, more happiness, et cetera. And they accept the quote hands they were dealt. Believe me, you can do whatever you set your mind to do not listen to any negative person in your life, whether that be friends, family, or acquaintances. If they're not in the position, if they're, yeah, if they're not in the position in all facets of their life that you want to be in, or you understand or your vision, make sure that you surround yourself with the people who have their visions and goals aligned with yours. I promise you, your conversations will be much different. Yeah, I actually wrote that myself. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, we got a little writer Watch out, here. bro. You're about to get all kinds of free requests Damn, now. Damn, <laughs> I was going to say, ladies, are you single? Yeah. Okay, ladies, he's single. <laughs> look at look at him. He's smiling from ear to ear over here. He can't catch his breath. And, no, that, I and that's what I was that. saying with the whole with Andy and mm-hmm. everybody down here. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You really don't ever know what's gonna go on. You want to be mm-hmm. surrounded by good, just good, genuine people. Yeah. I thought I had that. I think a lot of people are very scared. I love this conversation. Everyone's scared to leave their hometown. Hundred percent. So nervous. They don't know what's gonna go on, and yeah. that's the whole. You settle for the complacency. Mm-hmm. Leaving, I tell everyone back home, was the best decision I ever made in my life. I tell ever. I tell people that one. I mean, I only lived in New York for about three years, but it was still the best thing I could have done for myself. But at least you left. You took a right. chance. Right. And you have to do that. Like, you because you don't know. I wouldn't be here with a podcast and travel influencing and the CEO of a wine and spirits company had I ever, have I, had I never left. Mm-hmm. And you have to change not even just your scenery, but your people. Your people. 100%. I, l- I literally loved that so much because I was just like, just like we said, you got to fill your soul with other people Good who people. are aligned. Because I, It's funny because um, 
we're recording this on the day that the episode came out with Sarah Cole. She's one of my good friends. She's a um, travel photographer and does wedding and elopements Love and everything. It. But she and I talked about how important it is, even if you're in different um, career paths, you have to find people that you are like-minded with because like you said, a lot of people, some people I guess don't see it as settling. I think when, when we are so entrepreneurial focused, like we do just because we have different ideas of what success means to us. And it may not be, they may be completely happy in a nine to five and that's great. What's your idea of success? I want to hear it. Oh, shit. I put you on the spot. Put me on the just spot. Like I mean, I just, saw, I, I, just saw, I just saw the energy coming out. Ugh. Yeah, she, oh. Guys, y'all can't see it, but she's like, she's taking her hands and she's flowing through the air. So I just want to hear it. I now think I, I had a conversation yesterday actually with my dad that for me, my whole life, my mom and dad, my mom was 21 when she married my dad. My dad was 26. So they were very young. My whole life up until about the last, really when I moved to New York, I have thought that I needed to get married and have kids before 30. That's a traditional way. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you have done that, that is wonderful. You have found your person, hopefully, like hopefully that's not a settling situation. But I told my dad my vision right now for my life I've got what I call a triangle. I've got my my wine and spirits company. I've got my um, travel influencing, and I've got this podcast, and they all connect. Yep. And it is the first time in my life that I feel like I am on a direction that I can see myself continuing. Like just like this, to me, is success to ha- sit here and have a conversation with two people who I didn't know uh, less than three months ago. Yeah, we took like, a shot together. Uh, That's yeah, about it. Exactly. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like. This to me is an idea. There's a lot of different definitions for me of what success is, but chasing my dreams, whether they quote fail or not, like I had my online fitness program and no, it didn't work out. And some people would be like, oh yeah, it failed. A lot of that probably due to COVID, but I don't look at it as a failure because I'm like, it was a successful company. It just won. I changed my mind with what I wanted to do and what direction, how I wanted to make an impact on other people's life. And I think overall general like bottom line for me is how can I make the biggest positive impact on other people to me that is success obviously you want the money and you want to be able to not be financially stressed or strained but for me I am just like I said earlier I've gone through so much and I'm like if I sit here at home and twiddle my thumbs and I don't use that to help other people feel less alone or to feel like you're not the first person or only person going through this like that's success to me like to be able to not use y'all, but have you guys join me in that. Oh yeah. All day. That, that is successful to me. And I don't think you have to sit there and define, everybody has a different, different definition, Mm -hmm. but I think going back to finding your purpose, I think we all have this underlying purpose, whether we have come to that realization or not of, we are not as different as we probably think that we are. We are probably a lot more similar. And Mm -hmm. I think that, we are put on this earth at some point to help whether it's one person or a hundred people. It doesn't matter if you can sit there and use what you have gone through for good, no matter how bad it sucked or how much it hurt you. I think that that you have found your purpose and I am a full believer in God doesn't take anybody away until they have fulfilled their purpose or if their purpose is going to be more fulfilled by them being gone. Like I have seen more um, things align and connect since I lost my, my best friend and, senior year and I couldn't think of one thing that was going to be good that came from it but I have seen so many things that I'm yeah. like her life made the biggest difference and that was me like people don't know this my whole arm is deaf like no one knows it because I don't talk about it a lot but mm-hmm. every every tattoo on my arm has to do with either a, a friend or a family member that has died um, except for one you know I've got the clock here which is just my kids I mean everything can shatter around me but everything mm-hmm. stays the same but everything else is like tattoos of friends that I have lost or, mm-hmm. you know, acquaintances that had a massive impact to my life. Right. And, you know, we look at it and we're like, why? So it's like my friend Dallas McCarver, you know, he passed away massive in the fitness industry. I mean, he was the youngest IFBB pro, um, had the ma- biggest contract you could imagine ever had everything lined up for him. And then he passed away mm-hmm. and it's like, wow, like why he's, he's still a kid yeah. when he passed away. But then, you know, it hurt, but then you started seeing, the things that came from his death as far as people being motivated to live life different people realizing how short life Mm -hmm. is his mom speaking to other people his sister you know making posts on social media and it's like it started touching lives Mm -hmm. 
at a level that even though he had touched so many when right. he was alive, mm-hmm. when he passed away, it was like it was amplified. Like mm-hmm. the work just continued going on. Yeah. You know, so sometimes we have to look at that as the positive side. Right. You know, of things like that. Yeah, absolutely. L- life has its seasons and you have to take advantage of every season you're through. Yeah. And I know that I think you've kind of explained your idea of success as, you know, being able to support your family and do all these wonderful things, but also just your family live. being there live. to live and support. Yeah. I mean, my idea of success is, you know, what have I provided my family when I'm gone? Mm-hmm. That's my big thing. Yeah. Um, there's so many people that, I mean, obviously I want to be present with yeah. my family here, but the biggest hurdle for me is we, we don't understand that when we're gone, you know, who then is the, it, it, if my kids are still young, who's the parent, who's the dad now yeah. to my, my little girls and my, my son. Who's possibly the husband of my wife then? Mm-hmm. What type of life did I live them with? Leave them with? Mm-hmm. Did I leave them to where when another man comes in, it's gonna be like, wow, this man's so much better than daddy. Yeah. He actually spends time with us, and that's and that's what I tell my friends. It's like, if you're not spending time with your kids, and something happened to you, mm-hmm. imagine when the next dad comes in yeah. and actually spends more time with your kids. That now that's dad. Right. Or how about your wife? Whoa, that's oh a sore, God, that, here we go. That's a, that's, it's a sore, <laughs> here we go. it's a sore subject. I was going to say, oh, no, it really is. it gets to be a sore subject because I'm like, I mean, we can talk about anything. Like there's so many women who don't have, you know, a man that is romantic to them that mm-hmm. doesn't have the compassion to actually give them what they want. It's mm-hmm. more or less man says, I got mine. Good night. See you later. It's like, what happens when now you're not there? And then the other man comes into your life now. And now it's like, whoa, I didn't have this before. It's like when you leave this earth, there should not be another man that can be a better dad to your kids or another man that can be a better husband to your wife. You've got to leave it knowing you put everything yeah. on the table. And it's just. That's it's, kind of the ultimate goal. You yeah. Know, it's, it's like, oh, oh yeah. relationship goals. Like, yeah. that is the goal you should be and, striving and for that's, with and any relationship. Exactly. But there's just so much of. You know, I want this house. I want this car. I want to look this way. I want to do this. And it's like, I will, you know, I will do anything my wife wants me to do. Anything my kids want me to do. As long as I know I'm doing it for the right purpose. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's so that's, awesome. that's my definition of success. Okay. G, you're up. His is to look you, good and tanned on the beach. How'd you know? I was going to say, he's got that beautiful Italian skin. It's always hard to follow up on Andy Peters. Well, I was going to say, well, it's always hard. glad so, I went before him. So you're going to hear me joke about him because, you know, Italians are the Italian stallion. Yeah. I tell, no, him, no, no. I tell him, he's the, he's the, he's the Italian pony. Dude, he's, he's slowly trying You're bringing to a lot of inside jokes into this podcast. No, I love it. I love a good inside joke because I'm just like. Oh my God, what is it? Like, um, is there is there a theme song? My little Italian pony. I give, my I little give, Italian I, pony. I actually, I just, I genuinely love Giuseppe, and you know, it's it's jokes that I don't, you know, we. we clown well, if you don't we, joke, we, then you're there's a difference. That, that clown, friendship's not actually. Deep. We clown around. I mean, clown around all the time, oh, yeah. and it's it it truly is. He's he's family. And That's why y'all and I like we all get along very well. It's the weirdest. You, it's the weirdest. You can't thing. take life seriously. No. Like if you take things personally, shit, dude, you're gonna be so bored. So bored. Oh my god. So I just, I just, I don't know. It's, it's weird because I've never, you know, I'm going on 40 years old mm. and you know, as soon as my wife and I were telling friends, yeah, we got this 22 year old coming and they're like, are y'all into some, like some weird <laughs> stuff? Because I mean, is there something y'all need to tell us? And I'm like, no, like he's coming to stay with us. And it's, sure. yeah. So it's sure just, it's, it's really, so it was weird because they're like, hold on a second. You and Hannah are married. Y'all have three kids. You have a house and a, this, this kid is just coming to live with you. Right. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. I'm trying to give him an opportunity in life to see things differently because mm-hmm. this is an opportunity. Not many other people would ever get to have. Right. Um, so because of that, there's just a bunch of jokes and kidding. I like him. I, I like to mess Italian around. Italian pony. I like that. Yeah. It's actually funny. I think what was it? Was it in discord or no, we were on a zoom mm-hmm. and, um, so I forgot who asked, but they were like, Andy, are you going to have anybody else stay with you? And he was like, this will never happen again ever. <laughs> It'll never happen again. And, he, and, I, and I felt grateful for that. It was a one that. and done situation. He was that Tinder date. You should not yeah. have swiped up. <laughs> but it was euphoric for me because I'm like, wow, I'm that person who actually had the chance. Yeah. Like so many people pay him or would pay him tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars to pick his brain for an hour. Yeah. And I was able to live with him day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the business stuff was great. Yeah. But just like we're talking about on this podcast, Learning how to be a man mm-hmm. to your wife, to your kids, to your friends, to your family overtook anything else yeah. I was ever able to learn. Just seeing him operate. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big on visual. Yeah. And 
not only asking him questions, but just seeing how he moves. Right. Well, you got to see how, how he treated to, people. Exactly. Because exactly. well, business can come and go, but how you, who you are to the core when yeah. business isn't I'll, good. What your character really right. is. Exactly. I'll never, I'll never forget it. We, we walked into a restaurant and it was packed. I'm talking packed on a Saturday night. There was no tables. There was nothing available. And just everybody's like, bro, we're never going to get in here. There's too many people with this. And I'm like, I know, man. I was like, it's okay. So before we could even walk out the door, you know, the manager comes in. He's like, oh, Andy, we're, I didn't know you were here. I was like, man, we're, we came in. We got a big table. There's no way you guys can take care of us. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, we will find a way. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And we left. Just said, was like, that's crazy. He's like, yeah. just seeing how he is, like, because I don't treat people like crap. Right. You know, I, I, everyone, we are not better than anyone. No, no. We're, we're all human. So <laughs> if I think, you think you, you know, are, you need to take mean, yourself a down a bit. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, I mean, but that was, true. that was the big thing is, you know, I want him to see how I treat yeah. people no matter status quo. Right. Everyone's the same from mm-hmm. the, from a dishwasher to restaurant to the owner to the matter. CEO of a company. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. Well, you see a lot of successful people. They treat people yeah. of lesser quote unquote stature yeah. of them different. Yeah. He was the first person of a certain magnitude of success where he treated everybody literally the same. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I could say about him. It's people always want to know, Oh, what's Andy Peters like? What's he like? Just like you. Yeah. Just a normal, He's just a, a normal, normal dude, dude who worked hard and right. made it. Yeah. That's, that's the only difference is that he just worked harder than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you still haven't answered my question. What the success? Yeah. Man, is that, I, I feel is like that. I'm so, I, I think being so young, it's very hard to define yeah. success. Okay. Um, that's fair. So for me, I think a big part of why, or, or a big part of my why is my mom. Okay. So to become successful for me is for my mom to retire. Oh, completely. That. Yeah. So, and again, well, this what's goes, your idea of success is right now? Does it have to be the same as no. when you're 25 exactly. even or and, 30? And like, that goes back to the seasons. Yep. Exactly. Your, your life has seasons. Exactly. So, so yeah, no pressure on that. Sorry. I, exactly. I should have made that a little bit more no. lighter to you. Andy and <laughs> but, I are older and yeah. wiser. <laughs> but I think it's a good thing to talk about. Like at the beginning of the podcast, we said like what, like, I didn't know what I wanted, but now mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. I uh, last week I wrote down my one year, three year, five year goals. Mm-hmm. I, I held it off for six months to a year because I didn't know what I wanted. Right. So when I finally was able to articulate my words and put it down on paper, it's like, okay, this is what I want. Now let me execute. Yeah. But yeah, out of success right now, my biggest why is my mom. I mean, yeah. when you have someone, when you watch someone sacrifice mm-hmm. their life yeah. for you to have a going, like I went to private schools that were $20,000 a year. Yeah. My mom paid for my college. My mom paid for my car. As a single mom who never got a dollar, I, I, I never met my dad. Don't know him yeah. at all. Yeah. So. Hello, son. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I knew it. Jesus. I knew it. <laughs> That's why he took you in. Exactly. God bless. He was trying to tell me something. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my face but, Holy shit, is this how we announce this on my podcast? So there was this time I was in uh, this, this pizza joint in Connecticut. <laughs> saw I saw this, this hottie I with saw this body. blonde-headed, you know, chick that walked in. And, um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm but, you know, you, when, when you see someone yeah. sacrifice so much, you gain so much respect. That's, yeah. that's all I want to do is just mm-hmm. retire. I tell her all the time. I say, Mom. Don't worry, a few years, I got you. Yeah. I got you. That's all I care about. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being a young kid, I'll, I'll admit it. I do want the nice things. I want to drive a. I want to drive a supercar. Mm-hmm. I want to have a big house. We talked about it last night. Like, we want to build a huge compound mm-hmm. with forty acres of land and all of us driving side Let's by go. side. Like, yeah, I want. You need, you need to go in on that though. Like, explain to her what. So, this is big for me. I mean, I, I know what a compound is. So, it's like a cultish following. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say. Are we getting into like the, the wanna, Mormon like nah, I Netflix build, I wanna, documentary? Kind I think of it's so important to keep your circle close mm-hmm. um, that it's like I want to get forty, and this is this is a dream of mine. Will mm-hmm. it happen? We'll see. But this is the last dream I have. Like all of my other goals and dreams that I've had, I've fulfilled in my life. I've got an actual journal. It has all of my dreams marked off, and That's the awesome. last one that I have, it's literally the last one, is to have at least forty to fifty acres of land. And I want to build a compound there to where we've got like a big playhouse, pool house, all this stuff. Everyone has their own houses there. Mm -hmm. And whether it's a vacation home, whether it's a house they live in, everyone is still together 
in that realm of area because you don't understand that through life there's going to come times where you really need that person there. Mm-hmm. There's going to come times where you know you want to party with you know your close your people of friends, and yeah. it's just I've I've watched other friends do things very similar, and to see where their life is now, it's like everyone is successful because everyone's on the same wavelength mm-hmm. of what they're trying to achieve mm-hmm. and they're all helping each other get there. Get there. Right. So it's like, that's kind of my ultimate dream. Yeah. You know, that's that was cool. one of the big conversations we had last night. We were like mapping it out and it was yeah. like, yeah, I'm getting it blueprinted. But those are the things that I'm excited about right. because being 22, man, I think every 22 should have dreams and aspirations and, and yeah. strive for everything that could, they could ever possibly dream. Mm-hmm. I think when people are like, oh, you're material, like that, that was my biggest thing growing right. up. All you care about is material stuff. All mm-hmm. you care about is money. This I'm like, well, let me ask you something. Do you want to go on vacation? Yeah. Okay. What does that involve? Money. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be able to support your family, live in a nice house, drive nice cars? Yeah. Okay. Well, how do you think you do that? Yeah. It's not a charity case. You need yeah. to be able to make money. Absolutely. So yeah, like as a 22 year old kid, I am striving to make and I don't it. think that's a bad thing in no. your, the place you're at in your life. You don't have a wife or kids right now, no. though you are having to, you've learned the values that Andy has shown oh, yeah. you and taught you, but you can be selfish right now. You can yeah. say, Hey, I do want the materialistic stuff yeah. because that's not like we've talked about the different <clears throat> chapters in your life. You're mm-hmm. going to have them and different things can mm-hmm. mean different types of success. But like, like you said, it's, it's okay to, mm-hmm. to do that, but it does cost money to have those adventures exactly. or want those things. The only time I hate seeing the money where, where people are chasing it so hard like that is where it actually changes who they are. So you were oh, about to tell what yeah. I was going to say. And I've always said money because mm-hmm. when I first started doing the cryptocurrency and all that, and we started doing, making decent money, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, Andy's about to change. Just watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I said in a podcast, I was like, money amplifies who you are. Mm-hmm. Take the word if out If you're of already a bad person. Yeah it'll amplify that more. If you're a good mm-hmm. person, it'll amplify that more. Mm-hmm. If you're a drug addict, it's, it's going to make it worse. That more. Like yeah. everything just amplifies more. And that was the one thing I really enjoyed about like watching Paul Walker's life. Mm-hmm. You know, when he made it through Hollywood and all that stuff, he didn't want to go to the red carpet events. Right. He just wanted to hang out with his friends. He wanted to go surf. Down he, to earth. Yeah, still that same guy. Yeah. I mean, when he filmed uh, fast and furious, uh, me and a few of my buddies, we were down in Atlanta, got to hang out with him, see him, all this stuff. And it's like, he's just a normal dude. Yeah. He's like, who y'all want to go grab pizza and a beer? Yeah. It's like, and money does, it up. does change people. Yeah, and it, it doesn't it, even it, have to be on that main, like amplifies. major family, like mm. famous level, because I have people that used to be really helped raise me thinking of one couple in particular, they helped raise me and they were so involved in my life until they sold their company, got rich and never heard from them again. Yep. They went from, you know, Hey, my, my parents were having to help them come on vacations with us to, Oh, our world has gotten bigger. You know, we don't we don't have time for you in our lives anymore. And it's like, one, and you said like it probably that unfortunately is who they would have been all along, except it you know it it wasn't or at least it didn't seem that way until all of a sudden it's like, oh well, we just didn't see that side of them because they were needing help for my family or whatever that is. When you're needing something and when you have it you might be two completely different just people. Just will tell you, he's seen it firsthand. Um, I mean, I've had friends who have had absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking can't even afford to go out and eat dinner with us. And then, you know, after a while, they can. They they hit some money, and then they, they disappear. Yeah. Or they don't call you no more. And it's like, what what just happened? It's like, bro, you were, you, you had nothing, like, yeah. at all. You, you, you were coming out to drink with us, and you're ordering water yeah and it's like bro let me buy you a drink yeah because you can't even afford a bar tab mm-hmm. you know so and then on the flip side that i had i've had had friends that who have come from nothing living in their cars who've done well right. who are still here right next to me who are like bro let's go hang out or you know hey let's get the the family together and do something so you know again it, it amplifies yeah. it amplifies who they are mm-hmm. yeah i think that that's I think that's important to remember when like we're talking about striving for success and mm-hmm. everybody like i said does want to probably be financially stable but who you are at the end of the day how you treat the janitor it's versus the, the ceo it is you exactly 100 character and i i pride myself on character and, t- and integrity i was going to bring it up before when we were talking about um not having a father mm-hmm. and a lot of people guys who cheat on their girlfriends make that as an excuse yeah. it's like oh well i didn't have a dad well for me and you could ask anybody who, who's known me, it's, okay, I learned what not to do. Right. And that's the mindset shift that you need to have. It's like, oh, well, pity me, poor me, like I never dad. Who cares? Yeah. That was the card you were dealt. Like, right. there's people who are homeless. There's people who are in 10 times worse situations than I'm in. 
yeah, I didn't have a dad. Okay, well, I still had an amazing life. Yeah. You don't want to treat your, your girl it's a matter like of that. Your, your, your viewpoint, am I going to sit there and be like, boo-hoo, poor me, I didn't have a dad. And I'm not trying to discredit that at all. That is a shitty thing, shitty hand to be dealt, to not have that. But you sit there and you're it like, is, how you holy react to crap, it my important. mom freaking went above and beyond. And you are grateful for mm-hmm. what she has given you. You are grateful for your grandparents. And like yep. the gratitude, ultimately, if you are able to, and look, it's sometimes it's hard to be grateful and it's hard to find that gratitude. But I try at the end of the day and say, what are three things? Some days I have lo- yeah. a lot longer list and sometimes it's a hard time to, or it's, it, it's hard to think of three things. But before you lay your head down at night, if you can sit there and say three things, th- that is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Because whether you have money or not, if you can find something to be grateful for, an example my family and I talk about a lot is, we went to Africa on a vision trip in 2012 and we went to places that people literally it, it's a map like a spot on a map you couldn't even find if you tried and these people didn't even have fresh water they had no power no electricity nothing that we have and yet they were more joyful than anyone I've ever met in my life and I think that it one shows that like they don't they don't know what they don't have but also it doesn't just because you have these things doesn't, doesn't mean matter. doesn't mean jack crap because they are just as equally happy to sit there and wake up in the morning and have their people mm-hmm. as somebody somebody who's over here saying like oh well I would just be happier if or yeah. my life would be complete if stop waiting for the if yeah stop waiting for the gr- if because it's it, it's like we said earlier life can end tomorrow. I think people discount that, mm-hmm. especially when you're young. And that's that's one thing I learned when my grandmother passed away was, wow, you could really die. Because mm-hmm. when you're young, you don't ever want to think about no. death ever. Yeah. But when you realize that the only thing that's actually guaranteed, we're all going to die. Yeah. That's it. So why don't you just do what you want? Yeah. And the whole perspective thing, when you guys went on vacation, like that's one thing I always preach is perspective breeds gratitude. Absolutely. When you have the proper perspective, it's kind of hard not to be grateful for what you yeah. have or the people in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and I mean, I, I actually wrote that down in my journal last week when we were talking. Well, I say we, myself and I. So that's kind of scary <laughs> you when I refer to myself as personalities. Um, but but I was right. He was the main character in school. Yeah. So my ex always used to say he didn't need to date anybody else or ever cheat on me because he had seventeen personalities. Yeah. <laughs> God. But I, I was sitting there thinking about kids, you know, mm-hmm. that live in other countries, and it's like they don't. There's some kids in other countries that don't even know a water park exists. No, because they because don't. They have, barely have water. Yeah, because they don't even have the technology. Yeah. To look it up online, to look at YouTube, to know that Disney or Universal, any of that stuff even exists. They literally wake up and all they know is tent, animals, dirt, rocks, food. Absolutely. Try not to die. And that's it. Like that's it. So when you put that into perspective, the way that we live today, it's like wow. There's just there's so much to take advantage of knowing if you were because. Obviously, we don't have the choice of if we're born or not. Right. Like, we don't. We just wake up one day and we're like, oh, crap, we're born. Mm-hmm. The chances of being born are one in 400 trillion. That's crazy. I did not know. Is you didn't that, know that? That's, are, you, that's, are you bullshitting? No, dead that's serious. You dead can serious? Google it right now. So it's I'm one of my most to. favorite things to talk about because I tell people, look at your chances of dying in a car crash. Look at your he's chances. He's a big, one thing big you'll st- think about, Andy, he's a big statistics guy. I know every statistic you could ever throw I'm at creative. Me. I don't do numbers. Thank yeah. you very much. You could throw it to statistic at me of, you know. Oh, my God. You are not lying. Uh-uh. One in 400 trillion. <laughs> yeah. You can throw it just. I told you. you I'm sorry. A, I just still, that is just like, I can't even yeah. fathom that number. You can throw a statistic at me like, you know, if a, if a man eats, you know, yogurt every day that has case and what's his risk of getting testicular cancer and i mean yeah it, it's crazy look it up it's gonna blow your mind when you see it i'm just gonna google random stats and throw a couple at you in a minute <laughs> so what's it what's funny though about that is i tell people when you're living life and we're worried about taking risk the fact that you already beat the odds to something mm-hmm. of one in 400 trillion you've already beat all odds yeah at this point the fact you're even breathing and alive says you can it's do a miracle it kind of makes you really grateful that's a yeah. talk about perspective it <laughs> kind of makes me emotional honestly yeah. yeah so when i look at my daughter because my daughter was our last born the youngest linden and it's like she is a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. she is I like all, all of our kids all, all of our kids have their own characteristics and she is just that one that kind of just sets back she's an old soul oh mm-hmm. I, I i swear that linden has probably been through five cycles of life already you yeah. can just feel it from her mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, 
the chances of her being my daughter mm-hmm. were one in 400 trillion. And that's my daughter. That's awesome. So as a dad, it's like, what are you going to do now? The kids that you have that are maybe a thorn in your side, or maybe you don't want to go home today and play. You want to go have a beer. You want to go play golf. I get that. Get your, you, your time in. But yeah. your kids, each kid is one in 400 trillion of being born. And yet you're like, God, life sucks. It puts everything into perspective so much that it's like you just, you have to chase your dreams every day. You have to, you don't have a choice. Like you don't yep. have a choice at that number. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is like, I literally, I don't get like kind of speechless often, but like, I'm kind of just sitting here. I'm just like, especially kind of in today's world, I think we're all in, you know, I feel like we're all kind of having outer body experiences right now with just what's going on. There's so much going on. So much. And you just feel, I told somebody, (laughs) can't believe I'm about to admit this out loud. I um, hit myself with my car on Friday. I saw saw that. that. How'd that happen? Um, being disconnected, know. feeling disconnected for myself. I think it was like 9 a.m. on a Friday, so there was like no alcohol involved. I just pulled up in front of my condo to run up, and I was just in a rush, and I got out of my car, and it was, it was still in drive. in drive. And I had to, like, I got out, and I was like, oh, my God, the car's still moving. I jumped back in. I literally had to go get a massage this morning. I have whiplash. I can't, like, turn, like, without moving my body, and I have a huge bruise on my hip. But I'm like, my therapist, I talked to her on Monday, yesterday, and I was just like, she was like, I can hear it in your voice that you were just she was like you got to stop and breathe she was like you are trying to just do go, all go, the go. things and and make all the things happen and and she was like you are going to injure yourself worse she was like you are lucky that this what's really crazy though is an hour after that happened i parked my car did not put it in park again an hour later like i literally ran myself over with my car and then almost got out of my car were you in a rush no, that's the thing is I literally had nowhere to be in to, that second time. And I'm make, like, well, crap. To make you feel better though, I do it a lot okay. because like, so my wife's SUV that she has, mm-hmm. whenever you park and you cut the car off or yeah. just open your door, it automatically goes in park. Oh so, shit. Well, I don't have that kind of technology. So like, so like the car that I've got, <laughs> oh, you, don't you know, it's a super car. It's like a race, race car. Yeah. So when you open the door on it, if it's still in drive, it's going it's going to go. And I can't yeah. tell how many times I've been used to driving her car. While I open the door, it goes in park. That's so cool. Even if it's running. That's kind open of a genius. Whereas idea. in this car, I can't, I've opened the door. Yeah. And I've had it's it rolling. and I, I go up thinking I'm in park, but I'm in neutral and I get out and the car just starts rolling. <laughs> you know? Like, well, that's oh, what was so weird was like, and we'll get back on topic in a, in a second, but like I, when I got out of the car, I had the wherewithal, my thing dinged and it said door open. And I was literally, my mind was like, well, that's weird. It never lets me know that the door is open and then all of a sudden the car is moving and I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) But I think, I think talking about what all is going on today or in this, you know, in today's world is we do have to find that grounding again because we are, it is so easy to disconnect because it, social media, the news, whatever it is, it's so fast paced. It's so overwhelming. Um, and they do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course, because you want as much stimulation as you can get to where we all kind of numb ourselves into, okay. Like it, for me, I have just recently picked up reading again because I'm like, even like I'm a Netflix person, but I'm like, I feel so overstimulated by what I see on social media. And I use social media as my job. Like I yeah. can't not have it, but you, I took a course and I've talked about it a couple of times for eight weeks, the last eight weeks. And every single person that was in that course, there was, I don't know, 20 something of us. Our engagement has been down. People are not on social media because they are so exhausted. And Mm -hmm. it is just, you know, whether it's the comparison, like we talked about, or, you know, the news or whatever that is. And it's just important for mental health. Kind of circling back to that is just, Mm -hmm. you got to stop and be present with your people, with, what's important to you, whether that's journaling or I do a breathing meditation sometimes. And my therapist has made me set an alarm three times a day to like slow down yeah, because she was like, good, you're going to hurt yourself. Truly. Like yeah. I'm going to fully run over myself if I don't God slow forbid. down. And, and you can mark my words on this. We're going to see it happen. Um, and because I mean, that's some analytics is kind of like my thing and, mm-hmm. and being through when MySpace came up, Facebook, Twitter and all this stuff, yeah. you know, managing social media accounts, um, working with agencies that manage them, you get to see the analytics of everything behind the scenes, algorithms right. and all this mm-hmm. mess. And the one thing that you're starting to see now, like you said, that things are dropping off a little bit. And mark my words, we'll see it. 
you know, the first thing that we saw was the cool part was to be on social media. Right. The cool thing is to always be present, to be posting something, mm-hmm. to be sharing things. We're seeing a, a, a change of tide now where the cool thing is to be absent mm-hmm. from social media. You're seeing a lot of celebrities do it where they're like, Hey guys, no, I'm no. checking out <laughs> or you just don't hear from them anymore. And they yeah. disappear and you're like, bro, you've been gone for like six months where it, it's going to start to come a thing where people start checking out because they're just going to want to right. relax mm-hmm. to get away. And that's why I like podcasts is because people I think will start to gravitate more towards a podcast type atmosphere mm-hmm. than what we're seeing on just social media. Cause people are getting tired of seeing yeah. what did you eat today? Yeah. Where did you drive your car today? What are you wearing? To, like mm-hmm. some of that stuff people are like, I'm just, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think too, and, um, I know I reference past episodes multiple times, but I, I've talked about, can't remember if it was on social media or on the podcast, but one of the reasons I said the fitness thing is not for me anymore. It was because I realized what I was doing with the fitness account and like the message behind it of house of balance of, you know, our bodies are, we get one, you know, got to take care of it. We got to take care of our mental health. It was so much more than fitness. Most people have their fitness, you know, that's what it was called called house of balance. House of balance. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm very proud of that. But I realized I was like, I can make more of a difference with this podcast and having longer conversations. Like we're here at an hour and 28 minutes and like norm, I wouldn't have an hour and 28 minute conversation combined on any social media about fitness, whether that's, you know, because it's so niche down or whatever, but it's like you, I love what you're saying about the podcast. You can kind of like zone out a little bit while you're listening or whatever, but you catch pieces and it's just, a little bit calmer. It's a little bit well, and you, social media, you, but dialed down. You get to hear so much in someone's voice. Yeah. You get to hear the it's expressions. Personal. You get to, and it's like, you know, you can make a post. And that's why we saw a big, a big shift from like Instagram was always post. Mm-hmm. Everything was just to post a picture. Yeah. Well, now you saw TikTok come along and everything's yeah. videos. And you saw the wave of people just want to see movement. They want to mm-hmm. hear it. They, they want to feel it because there's right. more emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I said we will see a, a shift uh, come, you know, yeah. it may be two or three years down the road, but people will start dropping off more and more social media from sharing things. Cause they realize sharing too much information is not always good information. Mm-hmm. And when you have podcast, you're like, Oh, I can listen to this. Yeah. Oh, that's a celebrity that I like to look at his stuff, but he's on there for an hour and a half talking about life. They're engaged. In, I mean, look right. at what Joe Rogan's done mm-hmm. and, oh, and unreal. you know, and, and Logan Paul and all these guys, they've actually tapped into a market. Yeah. That's like, wow, they're getting more engagement than YouTube. Do you think that's where the majority is going to go? Think about that. I think it's interesting because I think you do. I mean, podcasts obviously are blowing up. People are starting them left and right. And I, to me, podcasts and, and the fitness industry are kind of similar because you can have so many different types of podcasts or different types of fitness, and it can be a market that's oversaturated, but there's going to be something different for every single mm-hmm. person. What mm-hmm. you listen to, what you listen to, what I listen to might all be completely different mm-hmm. things, but you do see already. I know personally, I, I see a lot of the people I follow on social media are completely silent, silent on the weekends. It's almost like, Hey, okay, this is my eight to five job or whatever. They may be silently scrolling, but people are being intentional with their time yep. because I think we have lost so much control and it's like, what can we control? So our being, consumption or whatever that is. So if you follow fitness, do you know who Rob Bailey is? I don't. Dear I, Jesus. She don't know who Rob Bailey is. She's more of like the Lululemon know, yoga. Ew. So. Mm, <laughs> I do love my Lulu. Uh, so you have to look, bra, you have to look, I'll look him up. You have to look up. It's Rob Bailey. Uh, okay. He's actually a good friend of mine. Good buddy. But that Sorry, was. Sorry, Rob. If we yeah. meet one day, I apologize. So his wife's Dana Bailey. Um, okay. Super, super in, into fitness. I mean, she kind of set the. If I had to be honest, I would say that Dana Bailey set the standard for women fitness. Okay. If if I'm being honest, because there were so many women that were afraid of fitness Mm -hmm. because like if I have abs or if I have quads or if I have shoulders, I'm going to be way too manly. And then she came out and I'll never forget it. You know, she would come out in a dress and be like, wow, she is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But then she takes the dress off and she's got on a workout clothes. You're like, Holy cow. And for years, you know, she got a lot of hate of mm-hmm. you look too much like a man. You do yep. this. It's like, that's what, but then when you see her in person, she's a petite, yeah, like just beautiful lady. 
And she set the standard hands down for women's fitness, in my opinion. And then Rob, he come in and, you know, he did a lot on social media. They had a clothing company called Flagmore Fell, okay. um, all kinds of cool stuff. And then he started just creating content all over the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, all over the place. And it was about probably a year ago, uh, me and him, you know, we're talking off and on social media and stuff. He's like, I'm going to unplug. Yeah. I have to unplug from social media. So I'm and not even social media from my phone. Right. I'm going to take my phone and just cut it off yeah. every Tuesday or every Thursday, mm-hmm. every Tuesday and Thursday to just get away. And he moved. I mean, they moved out to Montana oh, in the middle the of dream. nowhere. Bought tons of acreage. Have like a little farm there. Still owns a multi-million dollar company, all this yeah. stuff. But by him unplugging, it allowed him to think. Mm-hmm. It allowed him to grow his business more. It allowed him to do things that he wouldn't have done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think it's cool when we talk about, like what you said, people work Monday through Friday on social media, unplug on the weekend, yeah. and we're going to see more of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. G, do you have anything? Well, that's what I asked you before. Where do you think it's going to go? Um, you mentioned Joe Rogan, Logan Paul, and I love the whole personalization. I think the whole like influencers posting their brand deals, just posting the lifestyle, I think that's way too washed out now and yeah. just like you said i think people want to know what do you what do you do we're, on a we're gonna thursday morning for, for health i mean this goes in terms of mental health we're going to see a lot of changes on social media mm-hmm. i mean if you look at engagement now like a prime example and i'm seeing it on mine you know i've got people that i'll follow that'll post up a picture of a supercar or a picture of them flashing money or a watch mm-hmm. and it'll get you know, it'll get some views. Right. But then I'll see someone else I follow that post a picture of them or a video, a reel, so to speak, of them and their wife hanging out with the kids at the mm-hmm. house, playing in a bounce house in a kiddie pool. And it like 10 X's yeah. the, the views yeah. because people now are like, we don't care about seeing it's mostly Americans too. And this mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people don't understand. Americans thrive off watching other people live their dreams. And yeah. it, it, it actually like, it almost does something with their dopamine levels in their mind of, wow, that person's living their dream. It makes them feel better about their life right. because they want that one day. But if you look at European countries mm-hmm. and stuff, European countries could care less about the supercars. They want to hide that stuff. They don't, yeah. want, they don't even want their government mm-hmm. to know they have the money to do that type of stuff. So we're going to see that shift of where people are now more engaged of how are they living their mm-hmm. life? How yeah. are they getting there? Not the, that's cool. You have a supercar. That's cool. You have watches, but that's not me. Right. So we're, we're going to start seeing those views. And on I that think stuff you have to down. pick and choose who you follow. And I've so important you, because like, look for me, like being in the, or trying to get into the travel influencer industry, whatever you want to call it. I try to follow the people that I have like-minded dreams, but also that's like post about whether it's nature or new cities that are like experiences versus like we talked about materialistic things, yeah. because it's like, that sits there and helps me get up in the morning and be excited to go do what exactly. I need to do. And it's, you can be picky with who you follow. You don't have to sit there and follow Joe Blow or whoever to sit there and be cool or be accepted just because it's like everybody else is following. If they're not good for your mental health, like I find, I have a couple of women that I loved following, but I found myself comparing my body to them, yep. comparing my lifestyle to them. And I said, I got to take a break. Yeah. And you can either mute them. You don't have to sit there and unfollow them if you're if you know them personally. Like it's funny you say that. Yeah. Ask Giuseppe how many people I mute. It's muting is my favorite. Tell, Every tell single me. time we get to Instagram, <laughs> yeah, like I think that's the best feature because yeah. sometimes you have to take a break and you don't necessarily be like, oh, I'm gonna unfollow mm. them. It's just you know, mental health. I think is I think there is a reason that we are seeing such a spike in mental health, and I think it has to do with social media and. And I go, I go back and forth on that because I think that mental health probably was very prevalent in the seventies, eighties, you know, it was, we just didn't media. hear about it. We didn't it hear much. about it. Exactly. And now we do. Now it's vocal. Exactly. And, and I follow a lot of mental health accounts. I follow a lot of accounts that are therapy based or whatever that are legit therapists. And I enjoy following them because I'm like reminded, Hey, like and it's most free of this, information. Exactly. It's free information. Most of the stuff on social media, like you said, smoke and mirrors and but I do think that a lot of people are kind of changing what they're posting. Like I try, I have always tried to be very raw, real and relatable and sometimes probably annoyingly. So, <laughs> but for me at the end of the day, and my mom has always said that you have one person to answer to, and that's God at the end of your life. Mm-hmm. But also, are you proud of who is laying their head on the pillow at night? Like, are you proud yeah. of yourself? Can you look yourself in the mirror and say, 
hey, I posted something that I'm proud of. Because to me, if you're posting anything less than that of something that you were like take pride in, yeah. what do you well, do? It's an, and I, I tell this to everyone when I was doing, because I did social media marketing for a while mm-hmm. and then just got burned out on it. Yeah. And I was like, your social media is an extension of yourself. Yeah. And perception is reality. Mm-hmm. As much as we don't want to accept it, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. So anything that you post, anything you put out there, whether it's negative or positive, it's an extension of you. And mm-hmm. people are going to judge you for it one yeah. way or another. So if you're always posting positivity and you're always posting this, then that's, that's, and then people say, well, that's just fake. It's, it's fake. I was like, it's not called fake. It's that you don't want to put the negativity out. Now there's times I'll come on social media and I'm like, look, I want to talk about something that isn't positive, unfortunately today, Mm -hmm. but I think people need to hear it. hundred percent. But I'm not going to put that out there every single day to where when you took, cause then it's like, then it's depressing. Yeah. Then people are like, God, don't follow Andy. But I'm not saying like, don't do it just because it's depressing, but you have to, you have to know what, look, there's some stuff going on in my family that I would, that so badly want to share on social media just from the drama aspect of it but it's like okay realistically is that good who is that good for other than me just event you know and and you have to pick and choose of hey it can this benefit somebody because like you said you don't want to sit there and do that every day and it's not going to be good every day to put consistent negativity out there it's hurt a lot of celebrities Mm -hmm. i mean look at celebrities who have used social media as a rant fest Mm mm-hmm and then look at their engagement yep. and you know, they're like, I stopped following her because every day yeah. was drama. Yeah. You know, it was just negativity, negativity or, or him, you know, whoever it was. Yeah. And, and you see it across the board. So, and I think you just, it all kind of comes back to be true to yourself, take time to figure out who that is. And that is going to change with chapters of your life, whether you're 22 or 31 or 40, like are what, I looked like at 22 and what Andy looked like at 22 and what you're going to look like just at 31 or 40, it's going to be completely different, but you have to take that time and invest in yourself, journal, seek therapy, seek a life coach, seek friends. Like just have you found an Andy, like find those people that feel, fill your soul and fill your cup. Cause at the end of the day, like that's what matters because you can't figure yourself out and you can't put out into the world, what you're meant to put out yeah. if you're not investing back in yourself. Um, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to wrap up here. I'm going to ask one last little question, kind of not loaded, but um, each of you can give piece of obviously both, but like, I would love to know advice to men out there or women, whoever. Um, I know we're kind of focusing on men's mental health, just with the topics that you guys have shared advice that you would give to them if one, they are struggling or if they recognize that one of their friends is struggling. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one, if you've got friends that you know are struggling, I mean, just message them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's a couple of regrets that I have in my life where I look back and I saw friends that were dealing with addiction Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things where it's like, well, they have family, right? They'll talk to them. You know, they've got, they've got a girlfriend, they'll talk to them and then you're burying them. Yeah. And it's like, wow. What, what if I would have just had dinner with them mm-hmm. one time and actually talked and had them open up? So it's just make the effort to mm-hmm. talk to them. Don't think they have other people yeah. because sometimes they don't want to talk to other people. Sometimes those other people aren't there. Um, and then as far as just, you know, if you're struggling with it, clear communication, clear communication. If you've got a wife or a girlfriend, talk to them. And I've had a lot of guy friends where they're like, I can't talk to my wife about that. Or I can't talk to my girlfriend about it. Then you shouldn't be with her. Mm. If you can't have that type of communication or conversation with your wife or girlfriend should not be with them whatsoever yeah. or boyfriend alike, yeah, you know, wh- wh- whatever it is, you know? Um, and then just journal. Yeah. I, I can't stress it enough. I think for men and women alike, journaling is probably the most important thing you can do in your life because it allows you to see where you came from when you were in those dark places. Mm-hmm. And even it allows you to see where you were at when you were happy. Cause even like for me, I still get down today. Like, I mean, well, I, yeah, I, there's times normal. I wake up that and life and my biggest depression thing that hits me is when I wake up and I see my kids playing, I see them doing this and then it hits me. This isn't always going to be here. Mm-hmm. There's going to come a time where when I wake up, I don't have Lyndon running to me saying, good morning, daddy. Can we do our secret handshake? I'm not going to have my son walking up to me saying, dad, can we go around our box outside? That's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So then that depression sets on me. And then I take it from another perspective. What if one morning I wake up here and my wife's not here? Mm-hmm. So then I start going down this dark hole in my yeah. own mind. It's like, well, chill out. Hold up. Yeah. You're in the present now. 
They're yeah. alive. Don't think about yeah. that. Because when they're not at home, they're going to be out married. You're going to have grandkids. You're mm-hmm. going to get to play with them. Yeah. But then what about Andy if you're not here? And it takes, so sometimes I just have to get my journal out yeah. and just start reading. Well, and that's anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety is living either in the past or the future, exactly. not in the present. And that is. It's exactly what it is. So then I get yeah. my journal out and I start reading. And I'm like, I'm reading funny things that happened the day before. Mm-hmm. I'm reading things that happened, you know, last week. And it's like, oh, I've got to go enjoy this. Yeah. And I got to stop worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or 10 years down the road because it's not here yet. Yeah. And, and that's it's hard why, to do some days. Exactly. It's and really that, and that's why I do. think journaling is just so important. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to be cautious in journal because if we journal and all we journal is negative thoughts, when you go back and read that, all you're going to see is negativity. So yeah, you, you have to, you, you have to be yeah. very, you know, not do that gratitude list. Yeah, it, or it, it has something. to, you've got to start. Yeah. Say, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. What am I thankful for today? Yeah. What am I thankful for that happened yesterday? Mm-hmm. That way you still have those positive, you know, influences there. Yeah. So I love that. I think that that's all great advice and just kind of capping all of that off of, you are going to have those days where you get stuck on future or past or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you got to pull yourself out of that. And it's easier said than done. Most there's some days that you've got to live in the present. I'm the world's worst about it. Yeah. Sometimes There was a whole week. There was a whole week that I was depressed. And I mean, this was man, not even probably a month, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And, and Hannah, she actually asked me, she was like, babe, what's wrong? Yeah. And I was like, I can't get out of my head mm-hmm. that if I were to pass away, someone else will be a father to my kids and a husband to my wife. And you know, all wives are always going to say, well, I'm never going to remarry. I mean, it's like, <laughs> right. you say that. It's kind of like, maybe, you don't maybe, hesitate when yeah, somebody like, says, do like, I look fat in the stress? Yeah, it's like, maybe if you're in your 60s and 70s and I pass, I get that. Right. But right now, you're in your 40s. Mm-hmm. You're still, not yet. She's in her 30s. I was going to say, you're, don't, you're in, don't age her. She's nine months away from 40. <laughs> She'll come for you. <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, you're in the prom of your life of what I considered. And I just start thinking about that. And it's like, God. And it, I mean, it was on me for a while. Yeah. And finally, that's where I said, I just had to start reading. It's like, experience it now. Mm-hmm. Just live in now. Quit worrying about it. Quit stressing and yeah. get out of that anxiety. And I think though. sometimes just even voicing that, I can't get out of my own head. Yeah. Sometimes it's the biggest difference because that person I know for, I actually looked back. I have a, a highlight reel on my, or a highlight on my profile and it's real shit. And there is, it, I had a, this was last May. It was 11 years that, um, anniversary, almost to the 11th anniversary of my best son's passing and I just had a total meltdown in my car and my mom called me she's like what are you doing and I was just like I didn't want to tell her I was like I've been crying in my car for 30 minutes and she was like let's change your scenery for me to voice that just to say that one simple sentence I've been crying it it was the biggest difference because she's like let's go to lunch let's get you out of that and you have to have those people like you said if you can't talk to your people your wife your husband boyfriend girlfriend whoever <clears throat> they should not be, you're not, you're not right with the right person because those people you should be able to go to, or at least have somebody. And sometimes you have to have those sessions mm-hmm. where you just, I mean, I've got a playlist on my phone called memories Yeah. and it's songs that were played, you know, whether it was funerals or mm-hmm. weddings and I listened to it. And I mean, it's just a straight out, I'm getting all emotions out. I'm going to be sitting here crying for a long time yeah. and let it out. Yeah, sometimes you, you, ha- sometimes out. you have to do that. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, Giuseppe, do you have, what's your, Once from again, a 22, 22 year old, I know, but you've got a totally different perspective. You're growing up in a completely different generation than both of us have. So, yeah. I mean, if you have a friend who's struggling, I think just ask them, how are you? I think one thing that helped me was one of my buddies just randomly asked me, Hey man, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And that's when I was able to get things off my chest. Yeah. No one, just like you said, no one's ever going to like usually tell people right. how they're feeling. Yeah. So just reach out. I was going to say, and sometimes it takes a couple of follow-ups. Yeah. Be like, exactly. how, how are you really though? Exactly. You know, just like that push of like. Exactly. Because you could tell. I mean, when you yeah. care about somebody, you mm-hmm. know how someone acts and operates. You could tell if they're off. Yeah. Always. Um, and for yourself, man, go on the journey of finding your people. Mm-hmm. I think when, when you find your people, it's going to be much easier to go through through life. Yeah, There's not going to be as many peaks and valleys right. because you're going to have people who are going to be by your, by your side when those valleys come mm-hmm. to lift you right up. Yeah, and sometimes that um, that group may grow or they, it may get smaller, but you're, you know, a lot of people in the saying something like, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies or whatever, mm-hmm. something, something yeah. along that line. That, quality. Yeah, it's quality versus quantity and you mm-hmm. have to sometimes go through different things that you realize, Hey, I thought these people were going to be in my life forever and they're not, but you're going to have these people that are in your life forever. And, and 
I had I best know. friends that were in my life. Yeah. They're no longer here. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. It was, it was the seasons. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they were here when they were here. They're still great people. I just, people change. The seasons change. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. one thing I want to add to Giuseppe's and, and mine is you can reach out to us. Yeah. If you're a male and you're, you're struggling with something, um, I mean, at real Andy Peters message me yep. and, and talk to me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to worry about it. And, and you have no, like we talked about earlier, you have neither of you have a dog in exactly. most of these people who might None. message you. And I say it every week, usually in my intro slide into my DMS, let's become best friends. Let's yeah. talk because we all feel alone. I think a lot more than we want to admit. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I've, like I said, become friends with strangers because they've just slid in and they've slid into my DMS. And it's like, when that I is, share this, all of my guy followers are going to slide in her DMs now. Thousand percent. Because you're going to bro. She told me to. <laughs> you guys. Got no excuse now. Prepare for the sass because you just <laughs> never know. It. It's going to depend it. on my mood. <laughs> it depend on, depending on their line, their entry line, and my uh, one of my personalities. You never know what you're going <laughs> to get. Good luck. I love it. Maybe we'll post the best ones. That would be that'd be <laughs> yes. a podcast. That would be yes. a podcast. Let's do that, guys. We'll do a reaction. That's a, that would be a great thing. We're going to, yeah. yes, absolutely. All of it. Because I've got some great. Oh my God, oh, that would be God. so fun. Just see you, who can have the best pickup line. You have, or, no, you, you don't have even know. Oh no, now I'm nervous. Just say if you will. <laughs> if I were to show you my Instagram. Oh God. No, but it, this, this would be a good follow-up episode. It, oh, yeah. That would be so much fun. Let's let's do that. So 100%. We'll see how that goes. But you guys, I just like, cannot thank you guys enough. I know y'all are in town for such a short period of time. And thank you. Thanks I feel for, so no, thankful for doing this to... It's good what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, really I, I appreciate that. And I just felt very thankful to have met you guys on Cinco de Mayo and North Shore. Shout out to Sam yeah, and all those guys. I, I, love I love those guys so much. But I, I genuinely appreciate that. I know I have a lot of um, listeners who are male or who's single dads or whatever they are. And, and I know that even the women, I have a lot of female followers as well. And I think that I hope that they will share this with their significant other or male friends, because I think that mental health yeah. for men is not something that's and, talked about enough. And if you're a girlfriend or, you know, wife, boyfriend or whatever of a male, you know, don't assume just because he has a lot of male friends that he's actually getting that male talk mm-hmm. because yeah. a, a lot of, a lot of, and, and me and Hannah have had that talk with a lot of our friends is, you know, the, the other side of it. Yeah. They think, oh, well, they've got a lot of guy friends at the gym. Mm-hmm. They're good. They, yeah. They have a lot of friends they talk to on social media. And it's yeah. like, they they may not it the likelihood may, of them knowing what's really going on is exactly. very small it may take you to come up and say hey what's wrong mm-hmm. or not even that it could be is there something you want to talk about but i mean mm-hmm. don't attack it that's, and that's don't be like, i messages yeah. i feel like there's a disconnect or there i'm is, worried yeah. like and i think that not to go totally back into our whole thing but just yeah. <laughs> i think men want to appear alpha strong and you yep. know they've got it all together but men coming from a woman's perspective like I said, men who go I've, to therapy can get it. Men yeah. who are connected to their feelings and who yeah. care about their mental health can get it. And I'll like, say one last men thing. Men want their girl to ask too. I'll say one last thing in ending it on, on my end is I've got a buddy who is probably one of the male, most manliest men I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the big beard. He's big in muscle. He is, he could probably go kill a bear with his bare hands. I mean, like <laughs> he is the manliest man I know. Like he walks in a room and women just sweat, you know, he, 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 he is full testosterone and I can't tell you how many times he's came to me mm-hmm. and said, man, I just want to talk to you about something. Yes. And we get to talking and it's like, wow, like this is like alpha man. He can do anything. Yeah. He owns businesses. He's got money. He looks like what a, you know, supposed yeah. to look like, but yet in his mind, he needs to get this out. So no matter yeah. what they look like or how a man perceives to be, sometimes you don't know. Yeah. So, and I think that that is the new definition of alpha man, or at least, in my opinion, someone who can do all of that, that's great. Yep. But add into that taking care of your mental health because mm-hmm. like you said, if you don't, somebody else might step into your place. 100%. If you're gone, if you don't take care of yourself, wouldn't you rather be present and have to be vulnerable yep. for just, <laughs> even if it's a split second of saying, I'm struggling, that one sentence. All right, let's go from there. Why do you think, why do you think relationships always end in corporate America? Yeah. Because that husband's going to work or the wife's going to work and they're working with that person for eight hours. And that, uh, that, that little person sitting at the desk sends them an email and says, are you okay today? And then that yeah. message sparks. Well, man, my husband had an argument last night or mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I'm wanted or I don't feel like I'm appreciated or my yeah. wife didn't appreciate when I come home. 
let's have lunch and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. Done. Game over. And that's why I tell people it's so important because you have to step up, whether you're the man of the house or the woman of the house, whatever it is, and say, I'm taking control mm-hmm. of what's wrong. Yep. Because someone else will. Take like responsibility it, for yourself and 100%. for your relationship. It, mm-hmm. It's not give 50-50, it's give 100 and 100. Mm-hmm. Andy Peters out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much. Giuseppe, do you have anything else no, that you want to add? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> I can't Italian wait for the follow-up. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the follow-up. Okay, next time y'all are in town, we'll have to, we'll have to do that. So I love it. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for being on Lex Appeal. And, um, oh, um, I know you just said it, but will you repeat where people can find you, where they can follow yes. you, both of you? I'm on Instagram. It is real, R-E-A-L, Andy, A-N-D-Y, Peters, P-E-T-E-R-S. And that is with a blue check mark. Do not get scammed by the other accounts. <laughs> uh, mine's G Minichino, G-M-I-N-I-C-H-I-N-O-O. Perfect. Okay. Well, hopefully everybody will go and follow you guys and I'll link this in the um, show bio too, just so they can find you guys. But thank you all so much. And um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap on Andy Peters and Giuseppe Minichino at least for now. I had such a fantastic time with this interview. These two guys are just incredible humans and men and are crushing their dreams one at a time and just showing up for others and being leaders in our community. And I'm just so grateful to be able to call them friends. Um, Andy, Giuseppe, thank you guys so much. Please be sure to follow them on Instagram and follow myself so that you can be featured in what is sure to be a hilarious follow-up episode with these two. So thank you so much for your support and kind words about Lex Appeal, your messages, text, reviews. They do not go unnoticed. And I just feel so incredibly grateful to have you as a listener. So as always, I'm your host, Lexi White, but you can call me Lex. I'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.